everybody, welcome to what we hope will be the nicest between the horns yet as the Los Angeles Rams are your 2018 NFC West champions. Oh, happiest, yes, but why nice? Well, you mean we have to be nice to each other? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Go I ahead. just I just meant that, you know, from what the title of the episode is. Oh, cuz I thought we were always cool. I mean, we're always cool. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. When you drop nicest, are you trying to say I'm be I've been mean or something? Uh, no, not, it wasn't necessarily about you. Okay. I'll, I'll put it that way. I might be sensitive. You might it not. It is December. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the Los yeah. Angeles Rams are back-to-back -back yeah, NFC man. West champions for the first time since 1978 and 1979. It's kind of hard to believe. That's a long time. You know, funny, uh, we were having this discussion with Les Need, and JB brought up the first time they did it in Tennessee. The locker room was euphoric. You were down there. Yes. Uh, fun. Um, this one was a little more muted than the first time. It was. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, it is kind of old hat, not to say it in a bad way, because you've done it before, uh, but the bar gets raised every single year. But I said this one is actually tougher than the year before, because you couldn't sneak up on anybody this year. Yes. And, and everyone gave you their best shot. Right. And, and it's funny, um, because I was talking to Nikel Roby Coleman about this. Like he and he was really fired up and mm -hmm. Nickel was a, he's an excitable guy. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was so interesting to me because when he started talking about how they he said we eliminated everybody. You know, we we like last year there were some circumstances and then, you know, we kind of got to the top. He said this year. No, we did this. Yeah, yeah. We got through pretty much everybody. Yeah. And so that is, I think, the difference. And not only that, but you're meeting and exceeding expectations. Be uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I want this group to stay in that mode f for forever, but it's impossible. But that sounds like the Golden State Warriors, how they feel. Hmm. They're together. They're a team. It's them against everyone. So that's the feeling you get here. And that's how you have to take it one game at a time. You have right. to take it to Chicago. You can't look to the playoffs now, but you have to take that sort of mentality to Chicago. But that is where you want it as a football team. Right. Exactly. Where, where they're thinking of every week we're eliminating names, not just gaining numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And they and they do it as a team. And it's the we, not me. And it's yeah. everything. But I think oh, it, one more thing. Don't you think it's funny that one of the best slot corners, the nickel is named Nickel? Oh, yes. Has that ever crossed your mind? Oh, absolutely. Born All the time. to do it? Yeah. Well, I, you know what his Twitter handle is, right? What's it? It's like slot, slot God. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Usain Bolt being named Bolt. It mm -hmm. fits, right? It absolutely Nickel. fits. Perfect, yes. And, and he's done uh, a really good job over the last he has. couple of years yeah. um, for the LA Rams. But you know what's funny? about this game it was 30 to 16 victory and now we're talking about mm -hmm. this it, it is thursday december 6th i don't think i said that at the top but what the, the funny thing about that game and i don't know if you remember this but we were talking on the sideline you know it was either before or after we did pre-game live and i brought up the fact that like what kind of game you know we always talk about what kind yeah. of game do we think it's going to be right and oh so I right was before playing, the people crossed in front of us yes multiple times <laughs> miles almost snapped no no you were closer to, you were way closer to snapping than I was, I was in this particular context i was just trying to get out in front of it because i know how you are uh, fair <laughs> but on this day i was not I, you were much closer to snapping because than I, was. I got out in front of it before you snapped. Okay, I whatever. Know Miles. Yes. Anyway, yeah. but I, I, you know, we were talking and I played a little Glory Days and yeah. I was saying that in high school there was one game where in my senior year where we beat a team forty-eight to sixteen, right? Mm -hmm. And the offensive line coach had been on us all game, all oh, yeah, game, all yeah, game. Yeah. And he goes at the end, that was the worst 48 to 16 victory I've ever seen. Long and pause. <laughs> Let that sink in. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. So, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the thing, right? So it was kind of that game. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you won 30 to 16, you won by two touchdowns. And when did you start it? When did you start to breathe easy? It's a 30 to 16 game. That's winning handily in it, the NFL. It is. And when did you start to go? <sighs> After Aaron Donald sack fumbled <laughs> Matt Stafford and Todd Gurley put it in the box. Way late, right? Yeah, it yeah. was in the fourth quarter. It was a dogfight. Um, I, I thought Detroit had, they played better than I thought on defense and made plays on offense. Mm -hmm. And they made the Rams really have to work for it. But the Rams made more plays than they did down the stretch. But I'm with you, man. I, and you have to expect that. I do. Every game on your schedule is going to be like that. Yes. That's just the way it is in the National Football League. Uh, teams that are on their way out, um, rosters are going to change. You know this. So guys are playing for their football lives if you're out of the postseason race. Oh, especially in the yep. last quarter of the season. No doubt. And if you're in the playoff race, like you said, you're jockeying for seeds now. So it's competitive. Every single game will resemble what you saw in Detroit. Yeah, it will. It's funny, though, because, I mean, you look at the numbers again. The Rams scored 30 points. They had 344 total yards. Todd Gurley is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He had 132 yards rushing, 165 Five years ago, total. we would have had a parade. Right. <laughs> For those numbers. You know Absolutely. What I'm yes, sir. And it's <laughs> just, it, it was a game that was not to the Rams' standard. And yeah. I think. Well, you that's don't, not fair, though. I think so. They got the win. You're never, you're not always going to break the bank and, and hit on all cylinders. Teams are getting paid to take you away. Absolutely. And you're in week 13. Yes. There's a lot of tape on you now. There is. Yeah. And, it, you know, what's happened a few times, and I've been meaning to ask um, Sean McVay and Jared Goff about this. They, we, a lot of times what I remember hearing now after the post, in the post game is, well, they did some, they did some different stuff defensively. Oh, yeah. Teams are switching up what they're doing on film for the Los Angeles Rams because the Rams are so good on offense. True. And so because of that, you know, I, I don't want to ever say that they're not prepared because that's not that's not the no, case. No, it's it's uh, you, you still know, have your rules. Absolutely. And, and 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 people are going outside the normal scope of a defense, whatever front and coverage you want to throw out. And they're pretty much all the same throughout history. Right. But they're asking or they're tasking two or three guys within that scheme to do different things. And exactly. it's tough to figure out. It is. It really is tough to figure out how and why and what's not going right. Um, but the best teams can figure it out. I used to say, say this when people asked me about what was it about Marshall, Marshall Falk that made him different, that made him special. I said, he was as smart as we are on defense, which means when he carries the football first, he knows which guy is going to be free to him. Mm. And then if that guy doesn't make the play, somebody else does. He instantly knew who missed the block and where it came from. Mm -hmm. That's how he became great. And the next time they figured it out on the bench and then he's gone. Um, so defenses will do tricky things to get a free hitter to Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out how they're doing it and try to make them pay for it. Sometimes right. it takes a while. Yeah. And eventually the Rams did yeah. do just that. You and know? they did crack them. Exactly. They finally figured it out and made them pay. Right. Yeah. And that's what good teams are able to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you make the adjustments. You still keep going at it. And it's something that these offensive linemen have talked about throughout the course of the year. We feel like we can run the ball on anybody. Mm -hmm. And time and time again, they show that they can. Yeah, I thought in Detroit it was very creative how they got Todd Gurley the football to run it between the tackles. It was very, very creative, interesting, and it caught them off guard several times. Either uh, the way they ran their foot, ran, the blocking scheme caught them off guard, hadn't seen it, hadn't really prepared for it, and then the tempo to get to the play. Yeah. They got you before you were set time and time again, and Todd Gurley is out in space gaining yards. So uh, I, 
I, I thought the way they ran the football, it was effective. It's always effective. But the way they did it in Detroit was really, really, really special. Yes. Yeah. And that helped sort of offset what was an off day by Jared Goff for yeah. his standards. And that's what I sort of mean by it It was a game that hey, you know, was not Steph Curry don't too... make them all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. But I think but they, they've said it. You know, yeah, yeah. like they have a certain standard of performance. And we see, yeah. and you see it in the Kalu buildings. You know, the standard is the standard. And when Jared Goff only throws for 207 yards, he's got a pick, he's got a fumble lost, you know, one yeah. touchdown. Those are not the type that that's not the type of performance that we no. have grown accustomed to seeing from Jared Goff. I wouldn't throw him out of the Cy Young just yet. I mean, but he did raise his ERA. I, I think that's fair. Uh, yes, I, was, yes. Guys were open. He was just a bit off. And I mean, some of those targets, especially the one to Reynolds in the end zone where it was just off his fingertips. He's open. You had him. You had the defense right where you wanted him. You outflanked him and he just missed wide. So if you could have hit those plays, those numbers that you just mentioned, what they rattled off against Detroit, they would have been higher. Maybe the game would have been a little bit easier. Yeah. So, I mean, but he's been on target for the most part. So uh, everyone has to get better. I'm sure he knows that. Um, but it was just an off day. It was. Yeah. And you still won 30 to 16. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like crazy. you still were still able made to plays score. too. He did. Yeah. And I think Sean McVay gave him a lot of credit for how Goff was able to check things in the run game. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that the quarterback has to do that I don't think quarterbacks around the league get a lot yeah. of credit for because you have to be able to read the defense and then make the right call, make sure everybody hears the right call. Right. And then you go through the I mean, play. It's, it's like an A minus paper. You know, I know that would drive some kids berserk. It's still an A minus. I mean, he played well enough to win. That's all I care about. I would As say it's a B plus. See what I mean? This Tough is why. Brainer. This is why I got out in front of the people walking in front of us. <laughs> See, there it is. I told you that only took fifteen minutes. Uh, but no, I mean, <laughs> an A minus paper is still an A minus. But playing well enough to win at that spot is good enough. It is for a lot of people. You don't have to be on fire every single week. I'd prefer it. But as long as you don't make the big blunder. Now, he came close. He came close. They came close to making some big yes. plays. Yeah. Uh, the stuff in traffic where you're surrounded and I don't want to say live to fight another down and give up, but make sure you protect the football in traffic. I, I think yeah. that's something that he's just got to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I, now this is three sack fumbles in the last two games. You can't do that. I mean, no. we'll talk more about Chicago later, yeah, but yeah. you cannot do that this week against Chicago. That's how they beat you. He's the quarterback. It's, it's magnified when you make a mistake, but I mean, yes. he's, that's not what he desires to do. That's like telling an offensive lineman, don't hold. Hey, man, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it is incumbent upon you when you are in traffic. A number one is that ball you're holding. Mm -hmm. uh, the play comes second, especially when you're trapped. So right. I, I think he's going to understand that as we go along. No, I, I think he does understand yeah. it, and it's something he's talked about, and it's something that he says he's been working on. So you've got to go out and execute it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's – it's, you're in the last quarter of the season. This is when you've got to start ramping up and playing your best football. Mm -hmm. That is something that you have to correct. Well, it. just don't doubt yourself. I'd rather live with that than a guy that's starting to doubt. Like, yeah. he's so focused on it that you stop trying to make plays. No, be that guy. I'll live with the turnovers. I, you know what's interesting? I just I don't see Jared Goff being that kind of guy where it's, it's no. too much in, in his brain. Man, that just, dude is fiery. Um that's the crazy thing. You know, you only get to see so much of the quarterback. Like Peyton Manning, you know, to most people in America, he seems like the, the happy-go-lucky guy Chicken on TV. Chicken parm, you taste so good. But, man, if you ever had to play against him or watched him in his helmet, he's a different dude. He's going for your throat. 
Yeah. yeah. That's the way Jarrett plays. He may seem like one thing without a helmet on, but when he's out there, he is going for your neck. There's one funny Peyton Manning story mm-hmm. that I actually had never seen this clip until um, Clarence Dennis, our staff writer, showed it to me, right? Mm-hmm. So it was Peyton Manning, and I don't remember who they were playing, but Donald Brown, I think it was their left guard, misses a block. Mm-hmm. And so I either Peyton Manning was mic'd or like a field mic <laughs> caught this. So... He's like, so he's got to like this. bail out of the play then because somebody <laughs> missed the block and you just hear Manning go, ah, bleep it, Donald. <laughs> and he's running. And this is like, uh, this is not the beginning of Manning's career. This is like, so it's not the oh, end it was old either. Manning? It was older old Manning. in pain Man- Manning. <laughs> and he's, bleep it, I love Donald. It. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the fiery competitor. Marino, going what you're when I was playing, I, I hit Marino and he, he said hello to me. You know, he did. He said hello. We had a little, like a little five second conversation, and then he turned to his O line and just ripped them a new one. So bad, I felt bad. <laughs> I mean, like, ooh, God, I'm sorry, dude. It was just ugly. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to protect your guys, but I mean, they may seem like nice people, but going downfield on you, being aggressive, no matter what you're throwing, not caring that pressure is getting to you. Right. I mean, that, to, to me, that's that's the sort of quarterback you want. I would hate for that guy to second-guess himself because he's had a few knocked out of his hand. Absolutely. And I don't, again, I don't really see that kind of yeah. thing from Jared Goff. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's, if if 2016 didn't break him and it did not, yeah, yeah. then he's going to be all It's right. a thing, but it ain't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a thing, but it ain't a thing. Uh, right. uh, uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, what was funny about that game, though, and, and I was thinking about the 2016 or excuse me, the 2017 division championship. Yeah, that they won. It was sort of a similar thing where against Tennessee, mm-hmm. you didn't feel comfortable in that game until it was over. You no, know what man. I mean? And maybe that's just what it takes to win a division title. Ooh, that was that was Tennessee's environment, that whole situation. I mean, being there, playing how they were playing, how they were winning games. I mean, it was brutal. It was dirty. Yeah, it was a dirty. I mean, I mean, like miles. I don't mean dirty in the sense that it's like. You mean like filthy? Yeah. Okay. It was. It was just. I didn't. didn't, Yeah, that was a bad word choice. (laughs) It wasn't a dirty game, like as in they're like mean or nasty and like getting overboard. It was just like it was a. It was. It was a dog fight, if you will. Well, do you do you play video games? Uh, not really. Oh well, it, it was kind boss. Of. It was boss level. <laughs> I mean, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes. To, to get yes. this, to go through, to get what you want, you're gonna have to go through this, right? And you don't get a reset button, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's what I mean. You know, when you when you are in those scenarios and you have to clench it, it, it often is very tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about that. Well, look, everyone reads the paper, and the internet has connected us all. So when. Someone out here says, with the next victory, the Rams clinch a division. Well, they can hear that in Detroit. Yeah. No one wants to be celebrated on. Especially on your own turf. Period. It, you don't want to lose. That's, you don't get paid to lose in this game. You get paid to win. When you lose, people get fired. Fair? Yes. Okay. So that, it's, That's what happens. It's already tough enough. But when somebody has a chance to basically dance on your grave, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you tend to play better in those weeks. So yeah. that's what I mean. From here on out, ex- expect haymakers week in and week out from every team you see, regardless of their record. Exactly. Well, and it's interesting, too, because last year, again, the Rams clinched. You basically knew that they were going to be playing that first weekend in the wild card round based mm-hmm. on the way the records were and everything at that time in the NFC. But this year, there is still so much that is still in front of this team. 
And right now, as it stands, if the Rams get to 15 and one, if they go undefeated in this last quarter of the season, they are guaranteed the number one seed in the NFC. Right. You know, and right now, so that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. But this week, it's something tangible too. If you win, you clinch a first round bye. Wow. Yes. Hell of a carrot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Win this you week, have to get go, yourself a break. You just have to go through Chicago. And it's very tough. In the wintertime. It is very tough. Yeah, I love it. I mean, these are the challenges. This is what separates you. Um, and you better be together as a team. This is going to be hard. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the toughest game that you've ever been in in your life. Probably. Yeah. I, I don't care if you've won a national championship in college. It's different. This is different. This oh, will this be is, different. This it's a pros. night, too. You're, you're allowed to get paid here. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Snarky man over see what, here. See what I did there? Snarky man <laughs> over here. It took you a second. You almost missed that. See? <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> yeah. No, but this this will this will be very 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 difficult. And you know, I I'm sure Sean McVay and this group wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chicago's got a lot to play for. But I mean, what's the one thing that no team in the NFL gets right now? I mean, f- from this point on. A break? A break. Yeah. So the most oh. important thing you can win right now is a week off. Yes. Yeah, if you can get that rest when it matters most, it's huge. Well, absolutely. And, you know, what What was interesting looking last week, Thursday night football, I mean, I don't know if you expected the Cowboys to look like they did. That defense for the Cowboys right now has been very, very, very good, led by Lane yeah. Van Der Esch. Yeah, yeah. And so when wow. they take out – He's really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's that, really that, good. That's an opponent that you, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you might have to see um, in the playoffs. But when they take out the Saints mm-hmm. and they kind of they put the Rams in the driver's seat, right? For that number one seed because the Rams have lost to the Saints, so that Saints on the tiebreaker, right? Well, Not shocked. I mean, I mean, look, let's be fair. Detroit could have won last week. Yeah, they had their chance. Oh, any given Sunday is a thing for a reason, right? Well, I mean, teams that are, I mean, hanging around. They they've been in some tight games. All Detroit, all Detroit has done is beat winning teams. Yeah, you know, I mean, Dallas, they've got talent. Yeah. They do. They have one of the. They have the best or one of the best running backs. I think Dak Prescott is pretty good. They have some weapons, so uh, it's never a shock to me. It's never an upset when they win, especially in a big game. Sure. And every home, team and every Thursday. team has their problems, especially when you have this much tape on them. So right. Yeah. I mean, but how, so I guess for, for you, because you've been through it, how do you balance kind of knowing what's in front of you versus, okay, we've got to stay, but we got to make sure we stay the course. Well, look, you have to embrace it and understand it. And I mean, it's sometimes hard. And this is the culture change. When we talk about changing culture, well, before it was taboo to talk about things like this because it was wishful thinking. Now it's reality. It's really out in front of you. This is, uh, like you said, a, a golden nugget you can pick up if you win in Chicago. You have to approach it that way. Yes. This is the most important game on your schedule Schedule right now, yeah. right here, right now. If you win this, you get the bye. That is most important. That is the biggest nugget out there for any football team. So you have to approach it that way. Um, playoffs start now. <laughs> Yeah. In certain respects, yeah. No, they do because especially I mean, this week, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Because again, this is another team that you could see down the road. That mm-hmm. you, I mean, if things continue to go like they're going with Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and you if you will. think about this, Miles, if you do win this football game, it changes the rest of your year. You've got the bye. There are things you can do, or you don't have to do down the stretch. 
because you have that in your back pocket. Sure. I mean, but also you would still be going for that home field advantage. That's, so yes. So then that would be the next thing that you can check right. off the box. I mean, this is something that they've been talking about, and it's different than last year because right. when you won the division, it was week 16, so you only had one game left, and you pretty much already knew that, look, yeah. we're going to play that home playoff game that in wild right. card weekend. Right. Now it, it, it's different, and I think you're hearing Sean McVay, you're hearing the players um, emulate this and articulate this as well. You know, we've checked off one thing on the box, right? One box, right? So the next box to check is first round buy, right? And then it would be home field advantage. But you, I think they're not bringing up the boxes you can check off until you can actually check them off that week. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. I always <laughs> looked at it like climbing a mountain. So you get to this plateau and you make base camp and you make decisions based on this, but get here first. Yes. Then you will see, then you look up and say, okay, we're going to attack the mountain this way. Yes. But just achieve this first. Did you ever play you know, those like racing video games? Like uh, cruising USA, cruising the oh, world. Oh man, yes. Yeah. I see. I think we should have stopped there because when you wrecked, the car really didn't get wrecked, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just it like it wrecked, and then it would like go away, and then it would reappear and like flash three times. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Boom, yeah. You're, I, you're I liked it better than. Yes, yeah. but in that game, you, <laughs> you know, know like there's certain <laughs> you you reach a certain point, and yeah. the like the lady goes checkpoint. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of where the Rams are right oh now. Oh my god! I just became like 18 again. Yeah. When you did that. Wow. He's on fire. Yeah. What What was that? Uh, that's NBA Jam. He right? got it. Okay, just check. Boom! <laughs> I just kind of did. Like, I, let's point out the fact that I kind of just did a Demarcoism there. You did. That yeah. was awesome. And, and it worked. I liked it. All right. So I, I would just like to point out that <laughs> 11, 12 a.m. Pacific time, uh, the so year. So when of our he Lord. said nice, he was talking about himself. Now I. No, you just you have been snarky. You just don't get the joke. It's I okay. did get the joke. No, I got you. you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's go to our deep dive now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about two guys that I have now started this thing where each week. Because Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald are leading the league in their respective categories, mm -hmm. and when you look at ESPN.com, NFL.com, what have you, mm -hmm. you see Todd Gurley leading the league in rushing on one side of the panel, and mm -hmm. then Aaron Donald leading the league in sacks mm -hmm. on the other side of the panel. And it's very cool. That's a tough team to beat, boy. Right? Woo! Yeah. So I got this from um, our PR intern, Ryan Perez, and he said this L.A. Rams fact before week 14. He tweeted this. So he says, running back Todd Gurley leads the league in rushing yards. He has 1,175. Defensive tackle Aaron Donald leads the league in sacks with 16 and a half. The last team to lead in both categories after week 13 was the 19. 96 Denver Broncos with Terrell Davis, who had 1,277 rushing yards, and Alfred Williams, who had 13 Big sacks. Big L, my man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the, those Denver teams were, they went back to back. I, I, you know what? My, this is embarrassing. My Super Bowl yeah. history, like they, they went they back want, to back. I but that say, was 97, 98. Right. But I mean, but it's part of that same it run. Is. The way they ran it. Oh, my God. They ran the football, that zone blocking scheme. Yes. And they would chop the daylights out of you. And it seemed like back after back, Terrell Davis became the most famous guy, 2,000 yeah. yards. And Alfred could always rush. That makes sense. You know, I mean, when you said AD and then Todd Gurley and you had a hot running back and a just a dominating defensive tackle. Even if you didn't have anything else, they would be a tough out yeah. on game day. Yes. So I'm like, wow, that's a tough team to beat when you can do it like that. Yes. Especially, I mean, the way Aaron Donald is playing right now, excuse me, 
like he has now entered this MVP conversation mm-hmm. and not to do the sort of cheap sports radio thing, but is Aaron Donald, do you think that he deserves that consideration? What were we least? talking about during the holdout when we, I don't know if it was for a podcast or me and you just texting back and forth when I said he is just getting started. This is when we first started the negotiation. Yeah. When he won Defensive Player of the Year, when it wasn't even like a joke. Right. This is when we were talking about Calais Campbell yes. being a candidate. Yes. Great year, but yes. there's no way. This right. is your defensive MVP. Right. But <clears throat> just watching him and how he's performed and how he's doing it and what they're trying to do against him, yes, <laughs> he's it's MVP worthy. He should be in the same category. Uh, it's you don't have somebody this dominant who's doing what he's doing and is forcing the takeaways like he's forcing the yeah. takeaways, and all these sacks are consequential. I mean, you started talking about this. We were talking about this on the plane. JB wrote about this actually on the Rams.com. You should check it out. But you can basically go through all of his sacks and look at just how consequential they are. They are drive enders. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he's but. This is the thing, right? There's going to be great secondaries. There's going to be good pass rushes. There's going to be teams that stop the run. There's going to be good receivers, good running backs, good everything. Just looking down the road, there isn't an equalizer on anyone's O-line for him. Hmm. Period. End of story. I, I Even the pro bowlers are getting thrown. Yeah. Yeah, the all pros that he's bumped up against right. are getting thrown. So that, to me, separates him from everyone. No matter what goes on around him, like even back in the day when he first got to the NFL, he was still Aaron Donald. So good or bad, when he steps on the field, he's the best player on the field. I don't know what you call that. Uh, For me, that might be MVP. Uh, yes. I mean, you're talking we're talking to guys in the locker room um, after that win. It was I think it was Nikhil Roby Coleman again who was saying, look, he deserves everything that's coming to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he deserves the highest honors because it it is so unique what he is able to do each and every week, especially because they're double teaming him practically every play. He, he does not get as many one-on-one yeah. rushing opportunities as one would think for a player that has 16 and a half sacks through 14 games. So just, uh, just watching him and what 12 he's done. games, sorry. Yeah. Watching him and what he's done, right? Every week it's fun to watch him. Correct. Yes. Okay. Consider that someone is going to make the pro bowl from one of those teams he just played. Yeah. Or at least two or three. Yeah, probably. And they all look silly. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, and when you keep looking forward and project out into the postseason, you still don't have an answer. There hasn't been a guy yet. Right. So that separates him. Right. Yeah. It, it, it makes him different than everybody else. I mean, if you look at last year's numbers, he won defensive player of the year with mm-hmm. these numbers. 11 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, 27 quarterback hits, and then a pro football focus had him at 90-some pressures, blah, 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 Right. Blah. Wouldn't it be something if he broke Strahan's record on Sunday night? Like, everybody says... How the he, hell would he do that? When? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, wouldn't it be something Well, I mean, he, he would... He moved, in theory, he could maybe have a chance to do it next Sunday night. But see, that's... I, dude, I That's don't. the funny. When you say he has a chance to threaten, like, a record, and then what if he doesn't? <laughs> One game. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility because, again, right. like I've seen this guy every game of his career. Yep. And, you 16 know. and a half sacks, and I th- he leads the lead by a wide margin in pressures, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, some of those could turn into sacks in a hurry. Yeah. 
some lucky ones. All of a sudden, yes. the quarterback falls down two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like I said, so 11 sacks, 15 tackles for loss, 27 quarterback hits in 2017. 2018, again, through just 12 games, there are four games mm-hmm. left, 16 and a half sacks leads the league. 20 tackles for loss leads the league. 32 quarterback hits. Crazy. So... If he's, I mean, at the very least, he is the defensive player of the year. And with apologies to all the other great defensive players, one of which the Rams will see this week, you're not this good. No, I mean, look, I, I think everybody understands. But, I mean, look, it, it, there's still ways that you can limit the damage. And this is where you take the emphasis off him, and this is where you bring in the other two guys, Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Because without an offense that can score – even if he's wrecking shop and giving you the ball back and it don't matter, then his production ain't going to matter. So, yes. Yeah. You, well, that and that's what we saw right. in years like 2016, right. for instance. So when he does get you the football, when he hands it to Coach McVay, Coach McVay says, thank you, I will deposit it right in the end zone for you. Yes. Can you please get me the ball again, Mr. Donald? Yeah. And then the whole cycle continues. Yes, right. and, so and that's he, how he does it again. But as long as – you're paying him back with good offense. He's going to keep giving you the ball. That's what makes him special. Yes, exactly. So he has 16 and a half sacks. The record for an interior lineman is 18 sacks. So. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> he already the, beat you. The role that he's on, I wouldn't just stop with interior. This is different. Uh, no, yeah. 22 and a half is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, right. It, it, the, if, I mean, he's had six multi-sack games this year. At yeah, 12. Yes, yes. Um, and he didn't have a sack the first three weeks. See, like, when you get beyond this, and this is fun, just we can do this because we're spectators, right? Yes. But I'm just looking at, okay, when Arizona has to block him. Ugh. That's a game, and that is a game, at least at this point, you're still yeah. going You're going to need to win that game. Right, and I, I think maybe the only team this year, if everything goes right, if you win in Chicago, which is most important, I'm Absolutely. not trying to get too far ahead, I, yes. but just talking about Aaron and chasing records and what could probably happen, the only team that might get a break from him is San Francisco because mm-hmm. it's the last one at the end of the year. Yes. So every team up is a potential threat for him to run by you and smash your quarterback. And if the Saints keep winning, then San Francisco won't even escape. That's what I'm saying. So (laughs) I wouldn't just stop with the defensive tackle record if all these games matter and he has to give you Aaron Donald performance-like. Do you find yourself at certain points just like saying, wow, we are really witnessing something historic this season? Especially you being down on the field. Um, I'm I'm enjoy really I'm enjoying watching a guy being that technically sound. Um, I was thinking about this on the way over. Who the best players I've ever played with, or I've ever seen, and I have to bring in college. It does matter because college is just as tough at yeah. that point in your life. Uh, a guy named Steve Etman. Um, when I was there in college, he became the first pick in the draft as a defensive tackle. He was the most dominant guy I've ever seen. He he was the reason we won every game. I could care less what everybody said about all the other players we had, and we had some good ones. You couldn't block him. Mm-hmm. He destroyed everything, everything. There, we ran out of stuff for him to do, so we challenged him one week. Way in 1991, our D-line coach, Randy Hart, love him to death. You hated him then, you love him now. Just challenge Steve. I bet you can't pick off a, a screen, and the next week he did it. <laughs> I mean, just good Lord. We challenged him one time in uh, winter drills. 
This guy is six foot six, three hundred and fifteen pounds, and maybe ten percent body fat. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Steve, you can't do a backflip, or have you ever done a backflip? Nope, never. I bet you can't do one. What? Bang! Did it right there. <laughs> it's just wow. The most dominant guy I've ever seen. He wrecked everybody's Saturday. Uh-huh. The most dominant until I saw this, and this is the NFL. Until I saw what Aaron is doing, he doesn't miss. His the way he plays blocks is technically perfect 99% of the time. His setup moves win, Miles. When he is just bullying you back to the quarterback to get you to give you the set that he wants so he can beat you on a pass rush, that wins. Not only does it win, it's productive. It gets the ball out too. So when he's setting you up, he's winning. When he gets to the move he wants, he's unstoppable. Mm. It's incredible. And it's down in and down out. It is insane. I love watching it. it. It's it's really remarkable when you think about how often he's on the field because defensive tackles are not usually on the field eighty to ninety percent of the time. He is. Yeah, it's I, this is the thing I, I respect about him and Sue and and Brockers and all of them. Uh, yeah, Look, Sue Sue especially. There, when 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 you change possession, I love it when Wit is the first guy out on offense. Yeah. When he sprints out to the hash marks, yeah. that means a lot. He's taking the field first. It really does. That's old school. Love it. You don't have to be first as a defense, but you're always out there when the ball is snapped. That means just as much. Mm. And those guys are always out. If it is to be, it's up to me. That is a mentality only interior guys share, and they're always there. Yeah. 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 And it's it's been remarkable. But like, like I said, I mean, I, I think – when you sometimes you got to take stock, you know, yeah, yeah. they say stop and smell the roses. Like we really are seeing one of the most dominant seasons by a defensive player in the history of the NFL. That's why I'm enjoying the hell out of it because things change fast in this league. They sure do. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I hope that the team, I hope they do what we think they can do. Yeah. I, yeah. And if, and if it keeps happening, then I think you might, see something that changes the game completely like you never thought this was possible from that position yeah so that position will be transformed thanks to, thanks to him mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it certainly could happen um going into the future uh, a couple things uh to wrap up last week in that game uh keep to was back he yeah. played the first half what'd you see from him there you know look uh, it's funny the great ones man how long has he been off eight weeks and you didn't you really couldn't tell yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's working himself back into shape. No one can just walk off the street and be dominant. But he, he played great football for a guy just coming back. Yeah. So that was good. The you had him on a pitch count. You got the work you needed, and it went great. Yes. Yeah. So next week you give him more. Pretty soon he's back to being Talib. But even when he's less than, he's still better than. <laughs> right. Yeah. A- exactly. And that's what Sean McVay always says. You know, you've got a special player. He's a dominant mm-hmm. player. That's exactly what you want to see. Um, he played only about 26 snaps. So that was the first half. And the Rams only gave up 108 yards in that first half. So right. as John Johnson was saying, like, look, you can see the tangible effect that Tlaib has when he comes back. No doubt. I mean, on the field, it helps. It helps, you know, the other corner corners depending on what you're in the safeties everybody is just a calming effect when you have them out there but also for the coaching staff because you're trying to gain information from the players when something either good or bad happens sure you're trying to gain information from the guys on the bench so you can correct it get it fixed right yes okay turning having the ability to turn to a guy that's in the game or a guy like Talib and say what are you seeing Mm. this is what they're doing coach oh okay 
we'll adjust. Yep. <laughs> we'll go back out and make plays. So not having that, wow. Having that back, all the difference. Yes, absolutely. Also, shout out to Troy Hill, who did play in that second half mm-hmm. um, and rotating in with Sam Shields, as we've seen. Oh. But he made a really athletic interception there. Uh, yes. at the end of the game. I don't know. The what other were you one. About? The oh, other the one, one where he, where he jumped the route. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Six. That, that was, was your six. moment. Yeah. That, that would have lived forever. It would have. I think that would have been to the house. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was beautiful. But, yeah, the the, the game-sealing pick. Yeah, I mean, are you shocked by that? Because I'm not. Well, no, I think, yeah. look, Troy Hill, since he's now been here with this team uh, basically for the last three mm-hmm. seasons, initially came in in the last week of the season in 2015. But now, I, I think we've seen him grow. We've yeah. seen him get a lot better. And, you know, basically he's been starting since Tlaib has not been in there. So yeah. it's not like it was that unfamiliar to see him. You know no, I mean? Troy Hill, professional corner. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Absolutely. All right, next thing, uh, Brandon Cooks went over 1,000 yards receiving in this game. So he became the first player in NFL history to go over a thousand yards receiving in three consecutive years for three con- different teams. So shout out to him. That's What's great. the one mystery about him? What is the one thing that stands out about Brandon cooks? Not his speed. I'm okay. not sure where you're going with this. He's, he's a good receiver, right? He's a great receiver. Then why is this his third team? Oh, because of the two teams he's played for before. But that's that's the thing. Like, h- how did you wind up getting him? He's this good. He's always been this good. Yeah. Yeah. You had a first-round pick, and wow. the Patriots didn't want to pay him what the Rams paid him. Sometimes you're lucky. Finding money exactly. on the street. Sometimes you just find 40 bucks on the street. Sometimes yeah. you do. You exactly. hold it up, right? Yes. But then for about, how long do you hold it up? Five seconds? No, I don't hold it. I don't hold Two I, minutes? I, I, no. I don't. I Two don't seconds. hold up money on the street at all. I just put it right into my oh, pocket. Oh come on! You got it. It could have been somebody's mom. You got to see if somebody dropped it, right? I look. I look. You got to give the eye test. Five minutes, and you have to ask somebody if they dropped it. It's a wallet. You have to. If it's just like if cash, it's cash, you have to I'm ask not, the I'm, nearest person. Hey, did you? Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. But okay. after that. In the Yoink. pocket. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's Brandon Cooks. You found money with him. That's, Absolutely. Yeah, big time. I, I, and I think it's worth pointing out that between Cooks, Havenstein, Gurley, and Donald, all of those guys are having terrific seasons. Yeah, and yeah. they are all four of the guys that got extended before this season. Wow. So See, this that that's the people, like when you say a run of dominance, that's how it happens. You have good players, but the young players that play with those guys come up and then – once the old guys fade away, then the, the used to be young guys become the old guys. Yes, and it just carries on for five, six, seven, eight years. That's well, that's called to me building a program. That's exactly. how you have to do it in the NFL in order to have sustained success. Yeah. It's yeah. what the Steelers do. The Patriots obviously have done it for the better part of the last two decades. Right. Packers really have usually been able to do it. How many coaches have come out of that Baltimore run? Didn't they have like a thousand head coaches out of that one Baltimore run? Yeah, they yeah. Did. I mean Pagano. Yeah. Um, Marvin Lewis, yeah, even great coaches, and yeah. then all of a sudden they they go run their own squads. But yeah, yeah, building a program starts with your young guys becoming great old guys. Andy Reid really is starting yeah. to build that sort of thing too, in terms of head coaches. With right. Reid himself in Kansas City, Doug Peterson there in Philadelphia, winning the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year, Frank Reich, and this guy we're going to see this week, Matt Nagy. So no doubt, you know, um, a the, lot of people. Yes. Um, one more thing to wrap up from the previous week. Malcolm Brown likely out for the season, and that is, I think, more significant than the Rams would like it to be, if that makes sense. I mean, he is the backup running back, plays about 15% of the snaps on offense. Yeah. But 
big special teams contributor. And when you do put him in there, yeah, yeah. there's no worries. There's there was a there was a word we used to call backs like him. He was the old blank back. Like when you had the second starter, he's not a backup. He's the second starter. Yes. And when he's in there, he's in there to do a job. Mm-hmm. Part of it is running the football. The other part is just to beat you, beat the living, you know what? Yeah, I mean. yeah. So the other guy can come in and exploit it. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's the old blank back. Oh, here it comes. You know what's coming. Right. Yeah. This is when you have to bow up. You tighten your chin strap mm-hmm. when he's in the game. So yeah, you. That's that's terrible. That's terrible for him and the football team. It is. Yeah. He is he is definitely a violent downhill runner. Oh. <laughs> and I think we saw that last week. Yeah. And that, it must have been the one carry that he did have mm-hmm. where he broke a couple tackles and then, boom, he gets seven yards on a play that almost looked like it could yeah. have been a TFL. Way back in the day, if, if he would have been like played in the mid-80s, they would have made him a fullback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be on the field. He, yes. He's that sort of mentality, but. He's the tailback. He's yes. the second starter. Yes. Yeah. So basically now it looks like we will see a combination probably of John Kelly and Justin Davis yeah. in the backfield. So basically their first opportunities to <laughs> play offense. Uh, you know, and you feel bad for Malcolm, right? Um, yeah. But I think you might have unleashed something else. Yeah. Are you talking about specifically with Kelly? They're different backs. They're smaller. They're faster. They're quicker. There's, there's, there's things you can do with them that will hit faster. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. You want Malcolm in there. You love that plan, but it's just you're going to get something different with these little backs that you haven't seen, which is going to be tough to defend. In some ways, it's kind of like Cooper Cup going out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not quite the same, obviously, because Cup was one of the starters and Malcolm Brown is not. But you now have Josh Reynolds in there, and we talked about this with last Woods week. With Woods sliding over. Yes. Yeah, and now you've got to deal with a taller Reynolds. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. With it, the it, same quarterback gunning for your throat. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, and so it could be something maybe a little bit similar when yeah. you have a John Kelly or a Justin Davis in there. They have a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe that's not necessarily the right term. I was going to say like a more dynamic quality. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But right. they they bring a different skill set than a Malcolm Brown. I, fast guys, man. Um, we had a lot of fun in the preseason watching them run. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were jackrabbits out there. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see some jackrabbit plays with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So you let's turn to our look ahead now as we uh, start to preview this matchup with the Chicago Bears. And I want to start with this tweet that you had about the Revenant, right? Do you oh, yeah. This? Oh, my gosh. I responded yeah, to you yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. And it's great that you are yeah, tweeting yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Go follow him, everyone, at DeMarco Far one <laughs> So what the tweet was was if I could choose that. one movie that sums up this week's matchup in Chicago, it would be The Revenant. What am I saying? Uh, well, Did I you see the you movie? Saying, yes, I actually have seen this okay, movie. Okay, describe I, it's, the movie it's, in three words. Um, Leo versus Bear. Okay, Bear. Connection. Yeah, Bears. bears. That's it? Leo versus cold. Bear? Okay, cold, right. That's all I was going for. Leo, Bear, cold. Yeah, basically the bears are coming after you, but Leo survived and he ultimately won the day. It's going to be tough, so. That's it? That was it. Yeah. Uh, I thought, like, and obviously, like, I, you know, I tweeted back, like, oh, who's the bear, Mac I, or Donald? I know. Because the thing that is the most memorable about that movie is... the bear is, attack. Yeah, the bear attack. Uh, well, you're going to Chicago to face the bears, and it's going to be cold. That's all. That's it? That's all. All right, let's move on, then. <laughs> anyway, you had another tweet, and I do, again, I like that you're as active <laughs> on Twitter. 
I, this is kind of weird, like Miles reading DeMarco's That's tweets. That's all right. It's... I kind of like this segment. Okay. All right. It's weird to say this out loud, this being your tweet, but this has to be a huge week for Baron and Sue. Yeah. Perception is reality in the pay leagues, and the number of zeros in their production charts is a little startling for players of their caliber. I was just looking up AD stuff, and you get lost in, what, in, in his numbers, and then you start to look at everyone else and looking at Sue, and then – totaling up his game logs, and then you realize he hasn't had a tackle for loss in seven weeks. Well, I've never seen that out of Sue. You know, this is odd. So schematically, I get it. They're moving him around everywhere. They are. You know, the, 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 what he's doing for the defense sometimes won't produce numbers, you know? This is the dirty work. I mean, I, we right. talked, but we we talked about this before the season, like right. it, when he was signed in the first place. Like that, if you have Aaron Donald at three technique, then that's kind of what's going to happen to Sue. Right. That's that's how it works. But I mean, I'm it's it's weird when you see that out of a guy like him because I've never seen that before. That's Every fair. time he's on the field, he's the guy wrecking. You know what I mean? So it, it's odd from this angle. But I would bet, and this is football. At some point, you'll see that change. So it would be a great time on Sunday for that to happen. Well, he did have six tackles in no the doubt. last game against He's Detroit. Everywhere. Probably tried to get a scoop and score where he could have just fallen on the ball. That's why I always fight with Maurice Jones-Drew. I, he he always thinks you should scoop every fumble and try to take it to the house. No, because no. if you don't recover that fumble, then you don't even have the opportunity to give your offense at what one of the most explosive offenses in the league. What's the most important thing when there's a loose ball? The ball. Possession. possession. <laughs> give it back to your team. Yes. Right. Yes. If you have a chance to scoop, by all means, be Samson Ebukam. Score. Yeah. Have yes, fun. Yes, but yes. first and foremost, get the ball back. Right, right. Well, he's only had a half sack, and that came against in that win against yeah. uh, Seattle back in week 10. But the last sack he got was also against Seattle yeah. in week five. And that was a string where he had three, uh, three games with a sack in yeah. a row. So. And- my favorite tape, other than Donald, is his. Yeah. Yeah. So every game, there's. He's affecting. He's he's there. He's the guy, you know, putting up the numbers. So this is also new. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think that there are a lot of ways where Sue has been influencing and affecting, as yeah. Sean McVay likes to say, the different plays that have gone on. It's yeah, just, yeah. but from that position, the nose tackle and the three four, you're not going to put up numbers. It's not a numbers. And spot. he's not just playing there. He's he's playing everywhere. They're right. asking him to play left end, right end. So he's got to do a lot of things, and he's playing it well. But I'm just not used to seeing Sue out there not being the guy putting up numbers. That's That's, that's the shocking thing. Yeah. So what is it with Barron then? You know, coming back, he's working. You know, uh, I, I think the defense as a whole has had trouble with tight ends. Uh, you can go all the way back to Oakland. Yeah, yeah Jared say, Cook. We, we saw that starting in week one. Yeah, so uh, for the most part, where are they catching it? Well, that's going to be in their area or they're going to be attacking that part of the field where they occupy. So yeah. it is what it is this year. But, you know, usually, and I heard this from Kellen Winslow, uh, senior, senior, yeah, the, the not t- the one that got in a motorcycle no, accident. No, senior for the um, Browns. Actually, he, he was the up, number six overall pick or seventh overall pick. Kellen Winslow came up to Seattle and spent a week with us. It was awesome. Like, yeah, he stayed at my place. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. This and is when you were in college. In college, and we talked about football. Right, the we, the in between period. I was turning pro. Okay. Um. So we talked about football a lot, and we he used to always joke the tight ends always open, you know, and they are for the most part, but the fastest outlet to get rid of the football is usually that guy, Mm -hmm. especially when you're being pressured. Well, what do the Rams do? Well, 
they get pressure. Yes. So the ball's coming out to that tight end quickly. Yes. So um, no secret, no shock as to why the tight ends are hurting this football team. But for the most part, when they do attack, the guys that are making tackles or are usually within five yards of the football are your inside linebackers. That's right. just the way it is. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's turn it further to uh, the Chicago Bears. It mm-hmm. looks like Mitchell Trubisky, another yeah. Northeastern Ohio guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, from Mentor, Ohio. Is that Ohio. supposed to mean something? Yeah. Oh. For me. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. Is it's that another, tough? Are you? It's like, no. Yeah, oh. we're tough. Love football. Cleveland area. Okay. Straight out of Northeastern. Yeah. Okay. Nor- I didn't know. North- Northeast Ohio is I'm what asking. I'm saying. Like, I don't know what we're that not, means. We're not from the same town. Basically, he's a Cleveland guy. That was very he's from the Cleveland. He's I'm supposed to know what that means? Northeast Ohio is where Cleveland is. Okay. Cuyahoga that- County, baby. What does that mean? It means that I have some pride in him. Okay. I'm trying to figure he's, out he's what that means. He's my homeboy or okay. whatever. So you grew up From, in the same area. Yes, we did grow up in the same area. Then just say that then. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, we, yeah. He's, he will probably be back. He's missed the last two games. I've never heard that With before. a shoulder injury. <laughs> Uh, and so, okay, I'll just do this. So okay. here's why I said Northeast Ohio, because I would have just said Cleveland guy, right? You. Because you would have known what that meant. But I have this friend okay. who is always like, you didn't grow up in Cleveland. You grew up in Shaker Heights. So you should say Shaker Heights. I was like, I'll just say Northeast oh, wow. Ohio. Territorial. So, exactly. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I'm just going to say Cleveland from now on. Everybody, and no matter what. And that's exactly why I do it. See, everybody's set trips. See, that proves. Everybody, they do it. They what? all do. They set trip where you're from. You're not from here. You're from there. Uh, like it's the same area, man. It is. Right. Like, it's the it's Cleveland. Like, it's across the street. It, it just it it is what it is. And I realize it's not Cleveland proper, but goodness gracious. Right. My anyway. point is, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, really good young quarterback. You pair him with Matt Nagy, another good young offensive mind. There's a lot yeah. of parallels to the Rams situation from last year, as you've got these upstart Bears, you know, trying to compete for this division title. Dangerous, man. Um, I. He's uh, he's he's fast. He's quick. He's got a good release. I mean, he's he's a quarterback on the rise. You will be get used to saying his name for the most for part. For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, for however that run turns out in Chicago, um, he's going to be every bit the part of it. Now, long way to go, right? Um, I remember when they said the same thing about Tannehill in Miami, mm. or this guy mm-hmm. here, or that guy there. Both Adam Gase, yeah. right? But as of right now, he's he's playing pretty good football and yeah. he's getting better. So he's a tough out. It's going to be tough. And he he's he's young, he's he's healthy, and he can run. Yes. Yeah. Well, that gives anybody trouble this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. he was a full participant in Wednesday's practice, mm-hmm. um, their first first practice of the week. First time he has not been limited um, since suffering that shoulder injury a couple of weeks ago. Um, and again, he's missed the last two games. But by all accounts, he, he looks like he is definitely on track to play. Yeah, yeah. So the Rams are going to have to really prepare for that. It's not like they're going to see Chase Daniel. No, um, but be prepared. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the offense doesn't change, at, I think, you know, Daniel just presents different problems within it. So I don't, I don't think Daniel runs as much as Trubisky. No. Trubisky leads, I, I believe, I don't say, I'm, I don't think I'm saying this wrong, but I believe he leads the league in terms of quarterbacks and yeah. rushing yards. But it's funny. Um, you're right, he doesn't run, um, but I think he freezes the defense nonetheless because his play fakes are good. He's really good at running this sort of offense. Yes. Yeah, yeah he just doesn't run it as much, but you still have to honor it. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, how would you classify a guy like Tariq Cohen? Uh, uh, modern, huh? Yeah, <laughs> a modern approach to football. Um, I think everyone's gonna look for a Kamara type. Right. He's a Kamara type, uh, mismatch 
you know, it's all about matchups. You hear that a thousand times, Absolutely. but it really is. If they put a little fast guy out there that's a dual threat, a guy that can run the ball between the tackles, so you have to play it honest, and a guy that can hit you out of the backfield and really be dangerous out there, is they're invaluable. And when they have one, they're tough to stop. Especially yeah. with a quarterback that can get it there, or a coach that's creative enough to get him the ball in space. Yes, and that's if we always used to hear this about Tavon Austin mm-hmm. when he was here. You know, boy, the biggest point thing we want to do is get this guy the ball in space because of what he can do with it yeah. once he has the ball in his hands. And that I think Tariq Cohen is. I, I don't. I'm not to put anybody down, but like Tariq Cohen is really the better embodiment of that. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah. Because like you're you're actually seeing it with him, where he's get he gets 150 some yards yeah. receiving yes last week on 12 receptions and keeps putting them in position to do good things. No doubt. Um, and when I mean Kamara type, I meant no disrespects because he's really a Sproles type. I just saw yes. Darren Sproles do it again. Like when I saw him score this past Monday that night. That was a weird Monday night game, right. like battle of the old running backs. But remember when he used to be like, and at one point it always seemed when it turned to December, he was the most dangerous guy on the field. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what this guy Cohen, uh, Cohen is right now. He is that dangerous. If you, if you make a mistake, sayonara yeah. it's gone right yes yes also dangerous uh the bears defense and what they've been doing oh, yeah. in terms of takeaways is ridiculous <laughs> this year 30 total takeaways that leads the league 21 interceptions Ooh, don't make a mistake there are some parking gates you can run right through those little plywood parking gates if it drops on your car you dent scratch <laughs> but you drive through it flying in pieces now this uh, is a metal uh, gate that will swing and knock you <laughs> yes the hell out yes yeah. uh khalil mack is a problem huge problem he's an issue <laughs> yeah you better respect that yes yeah um i just saw it on one of those nat geos um this one alligator handler was trained in another and he was telling look i've been with this alligator for like 10 years and he still respects the hell out of it yeah because if you relax at any point it's going to have you yes he doesn't care for lunch that's Mac. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be painful when he gets there. It's this trade has been so I guess consequential because it you know you yeah. talk about how the Bears were coming into this season and they would probably have had a very good defense anyway. But I think putting Mac on that unit has helped them go from very good to great. Well, this is funny, the intersection between these two guys, Donald and him because the Rams did the right thing. The Raiders kind of blew it. He's a transformative player. No crap. <laughs> that's what, right? that's what I'm saying. This is why. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Okay, you don't want to tie up that much money in that position, but look what he does for you. Yeah, he kind of changes a lot. He changes everything. Well, he does it, and he does it all the right way. You've never heard a bad word no. about Khalil Mack at all. It's just the same as you hear about Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you have guys. That's not the problem. Right. Yeah. When it, you have guys who come in, they do it the right way. They give their all. They do nothing but perform for you. Yeah. Those are the guys that you want to reward. And it's nice to see both of those guys get rewarded and continue to do what they're doing. And not only that, get yeah. better. It's you know? a lesson, man. I mean, you need to always have yourself in position so you don't let guys like that get out the door. Right. You know, I would hate to pass up the best deal of my life because I was a little bit short. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would yes. hate that. Oh, my God. If yeah. I didn't if I didn't prepare well. Right. And then it 
drops into my lap and I can't hang on to it. Yes. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But I think you got to credit Matt Nagy for keeping Vic Fangio around. Yeah, yeah. Because he had already had the, the foundations of that defense in place. But, um, you know, it was funny talking to Nagy on the conference call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I asked him, you know, what led you to keeping Fangio and basically said, you know, you, you know, Fangio's reputation. Yeah. It's just, you're not sure how you're going to fit with in terms of the personality and different things like that. No doubt. So you sit down with them when you get hired, you, you realize that you vibe with them immediately and, and you just go from there. It's Wade Phillips. Uh, if this was Lord of the Rings, would he be Gandalf? Wade Phillips. Yeah. I mean, just like the Supreme wizard. Well, Vic yeah. Fangio is like one of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around a long time. He knows this league too. Yeah. He knows the entire field and how to defend it Yep. and how you're trying to attack. He's seen it before. So he's, that's the type of guy you have on your team and your on your coaching staff. Right. In your circle of trust. He, he knows, like you said, he knows football. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, but when you're, when you're facing a team with 21 total interceptions, Kyle Fuller leading the league with six picks, <laughs> you've got to be aware of that. Jared Goff said yeah. this week, you know, I, I got to be aware of it, but it's not like, just like you got to be aware of where Khalil Mack is, yeah. play, but you can't change your approach. To me, that's a, it's a direct correlation. Khalil Mack and this team has the most picks in the, picks in the league. Cause I bet half of those are old blank throws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you've seen some of them Absolutely. they just come out of the hand and it's like oh no yeah yeah he's like he's bringing smoke off the edge or they just flat with and the ball's got to come out fast right yeah right all before right. the receiver's ready all right any yeah. final thoughts here no uh that was that was a nice one you, yeah you were nice a little bit yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> cool ready for chicago though man it's gonna be fun Check the episode number. Yeah. You'll understand what I'm referring to. Anyway, everybody, okay. thank you so much for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns. DeMarco and I will see you from Ram for Rams pregame live. I'll be on the field, gosh, uh, probably 440, 445 wow. Pacific time. It'll be 640, 645 local. We will be cold. We will be cold. That's I will so be low. bundled up. It's cool, the though. Rams' first Sunday night game since week 17 back in 2010. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's going to be cool. What an environment. Back yeah. then, they still had Faith Hill doing the song. What's that supposed to mean? I, I like you the better Faith sign Hill. out, man. I like the Faith Hill. I hate myself from loving for loving you remix. Right. All right, everybody, uh, be sure to check out also the new podcast Rams Revealed. That's with JB Long and then Andrew Whitworth and John Johnson. That is our new player podcast. Good stuff. About twenty minutes long. You'll be able to get that in on your commute. Otherwise, we will see you on Sunday. Have a great weekend and a great one, everybody.